Welcome to the Office Hours podcast. We believe every Christian adult should be a student of the Bible, literature, and history, and can learn to delight in the process of learning. On this podcast, we will share bite-sized ideas, practical tips, and nuggets of good literature to whet your appetite. In this season of Office Hours, we're talking about reading for real life. My name is Rachel Aris, and I'm here with my husband, Ryan, and my good friend, Erica. Hello. What are you reading right now, Erica? <laughs> Good. I was just going to ask oh. who's going to go first. Okay. Ladies first. <laughs> um, we'll do it clockwise I or ladies first, whatever. <laughs> um, I am reading the book The White Horse King by Ben Merkel. It's excellent. It's a, I guess it's a biography of King Alfred. And you think it's going to be really dry, but then you open it up and it's fantastic. <laughs> it was recommended to me by, I guess, two other people. And um, I'm really in, I'm really enjoying it. And there's all kinds of history too mm-hmm. in the sides, which I really like. The footnotes are really helpful. So it's just really great if you're really into medieval, early medieval, you know, late Roman kind mm-hmm. of-esque atmosphere. It's great. So highly recommend. I've just started it. So I'm looking forward to reading it with you. Try not to give away the ending or anything. <laughs> You'll be done first. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm rereading a, uh, a Lord Peter Whimsey mystery novel Ooh. by Dorothy Sayers called The Five Red Herrings. And, uh, Lord Peter Whimsey's the, the main character. He's this aristocrat detective. It's set kind of out in the, uh, the post-World War One, the interwar years. All of the stories are set. That's when she was active mm. and writing. So it gets contemporary with, uh, with Sayers. Uh, this one, there are maybe a dozen or so of them. Uh, this one is set in Scotland mm-hmm. and it, uh, it revolves around a, uh, a murdered, uh, landscape painting artist. Oh, I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, landscapes yeah. in Scotland. She yeah. makes, she makes much of the, uh, the artist scene in this particular Scottish village. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's. It's kind of uh, foreign to me, but it, it was a uh, it was a big thing that mm-hmm. uh, big enough that you could you could write a pretty popular and accessible mystery story. Edinburgh uh, landscapes are pretty pretty weepable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so um, you can look forward to many more book recommendations sprinkled throughout um, today. Maybe we... even some book warnings. Oh, Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, we'll do that, too. Cautionary tales. (laughs) So today we're kicking off our inaugural season with an overview of what it means to read widely, deeply, and frequently. A lot of what we're going to go over very briefly today we'll discuss in more detail in upcoming episodes. Um, So let's get started. Uh, We thought the best way to start a season on reading is to give a very brief apologetic uh, for why you need to be a reader. And our short answer is because we are people of the word and people of words. Um, We could talk for hours on this and we will certainly get to more on that soon. But do either of you want to add to that just briefly now? Well, what do you uh, back up? Because not everyone will know what you mean by people of the word. Mm-hmm. What is, which, which word? Yeah, so we are, we are Christians and we are speaking of the word of God and the word incarnate. Right. 
Um, so our our presupposition here is that um, Jesus Christ is God's word made flesh. Um, so what I was thinking about when you were saying that was the fact that we believe the world was created through words too, right? Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. universe itself was created with a let there be light. So yep. even in yeah, as creator God, he is uh, a God who uses words to to create, to bring things into being, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is why we are people of words, right? We, words matter to us. Meanings of words matter to us. Mm-hmm. And we see that. We see that in history. We see that in currently, right? Whoever can define the word owns the word. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, no, that, that's a, a very good point. The, uh, the battle for what I've heard, what I've heard it's, uh, described as the battle for control of the dictionary. Yes. Yeah. So the, um, if you, because if you can, if you can name something or if you can define something, you win. You you have yeah. you have authority over that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, as Christians uh, created in the image of God, we to use Tolkien's word are sub creators. Mm-hmm. So he is the creator, and he created with words. We are sub creators, and like our. Uh, divine creator, we have in us the desire to create and to form, and he has given us this gift of language. So um, when we say we are people of words, um, it is how we communicate. And um, there is is absolutely a scale of good communication, poor communication, and um, we definitely, we want to record history we want to put down in writing stories all of those things but even just the fact that we speak um well this is something that really is an episode worth just to to talk about medic metaphor language is metaphor um only god spoke and things came into being the rest of us every time we make sounds and mean specific things are using metaphors so that's there's a there's a bit to bite to whet your appetite for a future episode um but let's get into these these three things reading widely deeply and frequently when i say widely i mean read in more than one genre so we're assuming that if you're listening to us you want to be a reader or you are a reader um and it can be easy to just sit in that one genre that you like um it's easy it's easy it's comfortable it's escapist mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you should read widely read more than just fiction if you're you know if you read for fun and you read fiction um read nonfiction. Um, if you read only sci-fi, read narrative nonfiction um, or cookbooks or children's stories. Um, definitely read fairy tales um, and read poetry. Uh, this is one any if you want to if you want to master language so uh, we believe that Christians are called by God to take dominion. And um, language is an area that we don't frequently think of needing to take dominion in, but we do. We need to speak well. We need to speak clearly and beautifully. And reading poetry, especially out loud, affects the way you think and process and then communicate. So 
reading poetry is valuable no matter how you use words and language. Everybody does. Um, but reading poetry is really valuable. Um, and reading books to your kids. Read them the good kids stories. But um, our kids have started reading cookbooks. They like to cook and cookbooks actually have so much more than just recipes in there. The um, good ones do. Yeah, the good ones do. That's right. Um, I think it's interesting and I think it's important to note too that I think there's an argument that thinks that stories are less than like nonfiction. Mm. So if you read like about a biography or you read history that there's some value and you're learning through reading. Mm-hmm. But I've heard people say, well, what's really the point? Like, what can you actually learn? From I don't a really have time to read story? fiction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I recently read this really pithy way of explaining it is that nonfiction is reading through information and fiction is reading through imagine. Sorry, let me back that up. Reading nonfiction is learning through information and fiction is learning through imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why fiction sticks with us because you've traveled there, you've been there, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And so learning to read outside what's easy forces you to learn in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the, uh, a lot of the best and even some of the less good fiction authors you know, they'll, they'll take some time and they'll explain, you know, the, you know the, a certain relevant thing to mm. you. Yes. You know, so... You can be- learn that way yeah. too. Yeah. So, be- yeah, because of... But I'm saying, you know, because of, uh, you know, through reading certain fiction novels... Like historic fiction. No, not even... Well, s- sure. Uh, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, in the course of a story, you'll have a, a lot to learn about oh, yes. uh, yep. soccer or mm-hmm. you know, engines or the way that rabbits. Uh, yeah <laughs> rabbit <it> <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah exactly right yeah <laughs> so yeah just sort of in the course of your of reading um a work of fiction there's there's real world information that yep. Uh, yep. You know, a good author can put to really good use yep so read lots of different things. Read yeah. widely. Yeah. yeah. And as you start to look outside of your kind of comfort zone, you will discover new genres, mm. perhaps. Um, I did not realize that narrative nonfiction was a thing. And uh, narrative nonfiction is where you've you're, the author is telling a true story, a historical uh, factual story, but in a way that reads like a novel um uh what's what's her last name uh lauren laura hillenbrand hillenbrand oh yes she is fantastic she is one of the best um narrative nonfiction authors Mm -hmm. um she she has a a serious chronic illness which means she is not prolific uh she only has two books Mm -hmm. unbroken and sea biscuit but that reading unbroken it is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. books and it was the first time I had read anything like that and it was like this woman makes has made me care about how much fuel a fighter jet in World yes. War II can carry yes. like her mm-hmm. her style is phenomenal and um I felt that way about Eric Metaxas with mm. the Dietrich Bonhoeffer okay that hefty one yeah it's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing you just get sucked in it's yeah that, it's that power that the narrative narration has yeah so if you are a you know a a novel only reader and you you want to expand this is a perfect mm-hmm. genre um rel- well written 
biography and um, and other narrative nonfiction is the way to go. And it's going to just whet it's your appetite for it. Yeah, yeah, to other um, – it'll help you. Once you get in there, you'll then be able to tolerate um, less – Uh, less skilled writers. Okay, so reading deeply means spending time um, getting into maybe a specific topic, reading a lot in one area, maybe reading several cookbooks in a row, or maybe spending a lot of time in medieval England or something like that. Um, Certain types of uh, genres and, and reading, fiction, narrative nonfiction, pop nonfiction, um, go ahead and read those quickly. You don't need to agonize over them. Other more serious work you might want to spend more time on. And one way to read deeply in some of those more serious things like um, practical theology or, I don't know, something else serious. Um, <laughs> doctrine. Doctor, yeah, you, um or, or if you're, you know, on education or whatever it is uh, that you're kind of wanting to study after your reading session, after you finish a chapter, taking time to summarize what you've read to yourself. You don't have to even do it in writing, but can you stop, close the book and say, this chapter was about this. This was the main point. And that habit, it seems not all that valuable. Like I know what I just read, but if you try to force yourself to actually say out loud or in writing, this is what I read, um, it really forces you to recall and and prioritize retain. and all of that and, and retain what you've just read. Um, we'll have another episode all about how to retain what you read. Yeah, that's right. But that's uh, some little tips. That's just a, yeah, that's, when I say read deeply, that's, that's a, that's just a really. Chew on it. Yeah, small way to do that. And then find ways to read with other people. So talking about what you've read with others and uh, finding ways to connect it to other areas of your life. Ah, that's the bell. And I didn't get to frequently. So we'll have to come back to that again next time. So we'll say bye for now. 